David and Dave, they solve mysteries and they have a podcast. It's blurry photos. Oh, what's this? This looks like a bottle with a cork in it. Is there really a fucking message in this bottle? I thought that was only in songs. What's to say? What is this? Oh, it looks like there's a little seawater or remains of a jellyfish or something. I don't know. That's weird. Oh, well. What's this say? <coughs> if you're reading this, then you... <coughs> reading the <coughs> final words of the last living crewman. <coughs> the SS Casey. We should have seen all this coming. Our mission was a standard maintenance tour of underwater hydrophone arrays in the Pacific Ocean. We'd wow. <coughs> oh, goodness. They've got the cough so delicate and, and really took the time to write the word cough. cough. <coughs> we stopped off the coast of Chile for shore leave. Sure enough, some of the crew contracted Chanchanoria. Oh, no. I've heard about that. We were two weeks out to sea when it mutated and went scareborn. Wow. Everyone who was <coughs> startled by anything came down with it. I, even as I write this, <coughs> my hands and face and the pen and mostly the paper are covered with my mucus. <coughs> Welp. She. I suppose now is as good as any time to Tell you, you should probably wash your hands after reading this. Don't think that's going to do it, buddy. It probably won't do it, but you should just try anyway. <laughs> try not to scare anyone. <laughs> Reasonable attitude, even in death. These last few days have been trying, to say the least. As we each succumb, we, we try so hard to stay reasonable. But I fear that all of us will be spending eternity... In Alex Jones' locker. Oh, God. This poor soul. If you read this, please, don't try to find us. It's too late. I only ask that you create a podcast where you explain the unexplore and... <coughs> explore... Ex what? Explore... <laughs> this is really garbled explore right here. Explore the un... <laughs> Explained... Let's see, if I pick the vowels out, I think I can piece together the word. Tell the people something unrelated to my <coughs> plight. <sighs> Signed, First Mate Artemis Reginald Giblets. Please, if you get this. Oh, there's a postscript. Give my love to my boy Danny. Tell him his papa didn't abandon him and I don't want him to turn out as some kind of asshole. Well, I, I don't know who this Danny is, and I don't give a shit. That's a, oh, that's a heavy load to lay on me, both in, in scope and in mucus, it looks like. Not, not jellyfish parts at all. Well, that's great. Guess I better find a bathroom. And it's, it's gonna be tough, because I, I get startled pretty easily, so... This uh, chanchanaria is is just gonna. Hey, Flora, thanks oh, for inviting me on this weekend. Oh, I, I just found this oh, sweet oh, clamshell. Shit. Oh, shit. oh, did I startle you? <laughs> well, I hope you didn't poe your pants. <laughs> I love that we take our vacations together. And that's how we died. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we simultaneously started a podcast and died. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Aliens. Whoa. Get yeah, it started. Yeah. Get it started, dude. Oh, my gosh. I hope That's you like a forearm shiver to the chest of, 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 of foreshadowing. Aliens. Is that the forearm foreshadow? That's the foreshadowing. Welcome to Blurry Photos. Well, hi, everybody. I'm David Flora. And I'm David Stecco. And that's right. We're going to get our, our fair share. Two-time Parsec Award losering. <laughs> We're on a heater. 
Uh, we've already, uh, according to some improv teachers, we've established a pattern already. That's right. Third time's the payoff. Yeah. The, if, oh my gosh. Things that have to happen, we have to get renominated, we have to make the short list, and then we have to lose. Yeah. I want to lose from here on out, <laughs> because it's going to be a prouder badge at oh, this point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're we're the Bad News Bears of podcasts. We're lovable <laughs> losers. <laughs> I like that you chose Bad News Bears and not Cubs, like <laughs> I suggested earlier today. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> we don't talk about the Cubs. Uh, <laughs> but congratulations to everyone who did win. Sure. And um, <laughs> Sure. I guess <laughs> next next year we just devote our our podcast to um, uh, everything about space space and and then we'll win so yeah aliens there you go this uh, is he, he's gonna he's he's buttoned his way in he's already here we're changing our format we're gonna uh, include a new third member of the blurry photos team a Mister G Sukolos will be joining us each and every week <laughs> what would what would you say. What would you let me put this out there real quick? Okay. If we got the opportunity to do an interview with him, what what oh. would you think? What would you what would you say? I would say that he would get very angry with us very quickly. I okay. Mean, I, okay. Because um, in 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 researching tonight's episode mm-hmm. or today's, whenever to do, or whenever morning. whenever you're to listening to uh, this is a this is to to now's episode is it's in Suclos territory. Yeah, and so I saw him on some videos and whatnot, and I was watching a history channel, you know, whatever, and it lists. So, so everyone that has that comes on, they're like, oh, I you know we did a thing to look for the thing, mm-hmm. and it's like you know Alexei Tartikov, um, PhD, molecular physics, University of Volgograd, or whatever. Wow. Uh, but remembered that dude's whole credits. <laughs> but for George Suclos, it just says uh, publisher of I forget the name of it, but it's like Amazing Untruths magazine. <laughs> like he publishes a magazine. Well, and and we we believe me, we love kicking that guy in the ding ding. Right. But he, my questions. Okay, to answer your question, if we got to interview if, him, if I came to you and I said, "Hey, we got heard from heard from, heard from our pal Giorgio." Do you want to do this show or not? Okay. I would do it. I would absolutely do it. We can't afford not to. Um, <laughs> we can. doesn't cost us. Any- <laughs> no, come on. That's an opportunity. That's a get. Well, that's true. That's, You'd have to take that's it. That's true. That'd be hard because on one hand, my my first instinct would be the to entire, the entire, no, I will, I will wait till the end. Okay. Get what we need. Then I jump him. <laughs> I would want to ask hundred percent of my questions about what he what qualifies him to be on TV shows talking about these things, how he feels he's qualified. Two, hair care tips. Three, wh- whose decision was it to let the hair get crazier and more ridiculous? <laughs> Four, I mean, like nothing about the unexplained. I would just ask questions that were thinly veiled personal attacks. Sure. But that's not really going to serve the podcast very well. So I'm, I would probably, because as you so often do, talk me down from, from bad idea ledges. I would be like, so George, um, tell me about some other things that aliens only could possibly have been responsible for. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I just sigh right over your response? <laughs> I would like to interview George Sukalos. I just don't want to talk about the unexplained with him. I want to talk about, uh, no, not true. Because his career is unexplained. That's, that's I would a want good to talk about. Yeah, I don't want to talk about uh, the paranormal. I want to talk about the powerfully normal. I want to talk about his life and how he's gotten to the place he is and how he manages to stay there and whose idea was it to go with crazy hair. All right. Well, that answers my question because tonight we're talking about... George Sukalos is in the studio. No. What if he was and he just sat through that? <laughs> Eat your souvlaki, George. You're fine. George, do you know we were up for a parsec? <laughs> or a um, parasec. <laughs> we are uh we are talking about Siberia's Valley of Death. Of dead deathly valley cauldrons. That's right. The death cauldrons of Siberia Valley. That's also a reality show. <laughs> Real Housewives of Death Cauldrons of Siberia in a Valley of a River. 
Okay, in let's, Russia. Okay, further for realsies, there are these things called the Siberian cauldrons. They are located. They are dispersed through an area called the Death, uh, the Deathly Death Valley, or the, the Deadly, Valley of Death. Yeah, Valley of Death. Um, it's in kind of uh, central, slightly to the eastern half of Siberia, but kind of central to the continent. Um, and there's some mystery there. Yep. So we so so you'll find us. That's right. Swatting at mosquitoes. We've got a good uh, show lined up. Yeah, with we do all this stuff. Uh, uh, I've certainly have never heard of this before, Flora. You brought this one up. And, yeah, and it's it's fun. It's interesting. I had heard of it, um, you know, in the highways and byways of of what we listen to and and deal with, and um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about uh, what it is and and uh, what's been found there and some explanations and to add to that carrot that you just dangled. When we talk about uh, the the location of it, we're talking about Northwest Yakutia. Mm-hmm. Uh, along the upper Vilyui River. Well, we we need a we need a Russian speaker for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I am here. Oh, thank to make help. It's Dov, everybody. <laughs> da. V. V. So in this region, there's a there's an area in the basin there of the river that has become infamous for some mysterious happenings. Uh, and that has been infamous to the locals from ancient folklore. Yep. The location is this garbled mix of taiga and swamp uh, that's somewhere around 100,000 square kilometers large. It's it's huge. It's impenetrable. I mean, it is, it's just swampland, and it's, there's, first of all, there's such a, a narrow window of weather where you can get in there. Right. Um, it's, it's just, it's bogs and mosquitoes and misery Yeah, and, and, and no then, good, no good paths. And, and not to mention a fair amount of forest land around it. That's, that's so dense as to be almost unnavigable. Right. Uh, that's, that's the taiga. And, and on top of all that, to me, it's kind of weird because you think swamp, you think hot, humid or swamp monster. That's what I think. And then lizards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least a, a train crash, a circus train crash. You know? <laughs> um, but apparently right beside the swamp is this permafrost yeah. layer. And then this, these coniferous trees that are, that are just choking the region out. And, and yeah, uh, Siberia, as we have covered before, there's a reason ain't nobody there. Yeah. Huge. The only person dumb enough to, to even be near that. Was somebody who couldn't get killed even when they were shot, That's choked, right. poisoned, and thrown in a river. <laughs> they were immortal. <laughs> Only Highlanders live there. And nestled among this uh, unforgiving and, and nigh impassable landscape is nigh. said to be uh, numerous metal objects of unknown purpose and origin. Yeah, huge ones. Big. Tales of these objects describe them as flattened domes, uh, two centimeters thick, Copper-colored, but extremely hard, with razor-sharp edges. And, and, and yeah, and, and and as far as I saw, no one was ever able to to damage them, to do anything to them. And they were huge. Yeah, six to nine meters in diameter. That is eighteen to twenty-seven feet. That is a lot of meters in diameter. Besides that, uh, besides their oddness in this location, it's said that those who stumbled upon them often fell ill soon after mm-hmm. with some even dying. Yeah. And, and because of this, there's a, a fair amount of, of local for- folklore surround Fork, folklore, folklore, good eats there. Yeah. There's four of them impassable, but, but good eats. <laughs> <laughs> um, surrounding this. And the, the thing that I, I like about it is this is, this is something that's very entrenched in the culture in that area. Every river in this area, every tributary has a name that references cauldrons. Right, right. Uh, in some way or another. Oh, that's the Cauldron River. That's the that's the sunken cauldron area. Oh, that's Cauldron Springs. Like I've got them. Oh, you, you want yeah, some? I do want some. Hit me. These these are ancient local names for the place, and it, it includes Olgudak a River. The which, Olgudak. The Olgudak River, which is a, a place with a cauldron or or cauldron stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Killed You, which is Iron House. hey And then we get the most famous one. The famous. The famous 
Oyuyu Cherkechik, which means Valley of Death. Yeah. And the, 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 the locals, the people who inhabit this area, they're very pragmatic. They're like, yeah, no, seriously, it sucks. We don't go there. Yep. So they don't. Yep. Uh, and, and historically, as we, we'll get through this, everyone who has gone there has gone there out of uh, either uh, desperation or out of very specific, like, no, I'm going there because- to look for them. Yeah, because yeah. people don't go there. No one just goes there because they're having fun, and it's a it's a three-day yeah, weekend. The Yakut people who inhabit the area. The Yakutie pies. The Yakuties. <laughs> they say that the location of the domes or the cauldrons was very bad, marshy, and beasts do not go there. Yeah, and even the 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 wildlife, uh, the- Sorry, the the plant life around them mm-hmm. is different, markedly so. I tried to look up Ulyuyu Cherkechik. Well, which spelling did you use? <laughs> you know the the ancient one, I guess. <laughs> That's a thing. Couldn't find it because apparently it's an ancient language. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later a little bit, but um, I did look up uh, r- the Russian version of it, which is Dolina Smerti, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that. Even even counts. Uh, <laughs> again, more at 11. But um, let's get into the history of it. Mm-hmm. Go through go through a little bit of a timeline, and then we'll get into the fun. Yeah. No, the history is the fun. Of it. I mean, it's all fun. Yeah, and the, the history is, is, is kind of... I enjoy the, the narrative of this because the history for this region starts with earliest times, a non-specific time <laughs> of the Antediluvian. Yeah, it's, well, way, way back, there was a doings that happened. And that's yeah. what I like. I enjoy that. Well, we got oral history of the nomads uh, that were <laughs> bopping around the area, hunting and, and uh, nomadding. That's right. You nomad, bro? And um, <laughs> supposedly, uh, this oral history speaks of a hurricane of unseen force which ravaged the land, caused darkness and lightning. Uh, and when it ended, a tall structure stood in the ground, which emanated screeching noises and slowly disappeared under the ground, leaving behind what they some of them referred to as laughing chasms, at the bottom of which contained an underground country with its own waning sun. Hollow Earth, we did it first. And then a stench came from this hole that was bored into the, the ground. The stench of the laughing chasm. <laughs> and sometimes uh, people would see a floating island above uh, this opening in the ground. Uh, George Sukolo sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. The most grudging sound effect we have. So centuries passed. After this happened, and then one day, a fireball shot out and flew over the horizon only to explode. It repeated this action a few decades later, and again later, only this time it exploded over the hole, followed by a, quote, fire-raging sea, which rolled across the land. And the tribes living nearby, but not too near, <laughs> but because it stank, was a stinky hole, uh, eventually died from strange illness, which was inherited by their children. And then several centuries again passed before it happened again. So uh, that's that's a, a boiled down version of the uh, oral history of, of the, Whew. I guess, Yakut people. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they go by the uh, the Akushans, sometimes the, the Evenks. Okay. Evanks. Yeah. yeah. E V E N K S, the Evanks. There's another group of people in that area that, that share that same oral history. I think the whole region as a whole the is, is Sakha too or something. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of terms. Sakha's Sakha. Uh so so boom. Well what do you I mean as I hear that, you know, um uh, an unseen hurricane, you know, something huge impacts. Yeah. But not but doesn't explode huge shock wave moves out from it yeah yeah unseen hurricanes and then at the end of it a big structure is is starting to burrow into the ground yeah that's that's like uh that's like a new millennium war of the world's reboot stuff mm-hmm. sure so then skip ahead to 1853 1854 
Yeah. The scientist Richard Carl Mack was charged with leading an expedition to Richard the- Carl Big Daddy Mack. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Sometimes he just went by Big. <laughs> hey, yo, Big. Where you going, Big Mac? Siberia! <laughs> Science! He, or I am not the Daddy Mac. <laughs> he was... Uh, In search of the Mac Daddy. Going to explore the basin there, which was... You know, uh, you know when that's a he, job when he got that assignment. Yeah, that's that's a face palm. <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is the Explorers League equivalent of Milton. Go ahead and get a requisition, a flashlight, go into the basement, <laughs> take care of that rat problem we've got. Yeah, because that's a place that everyone knew sucked. Right, like there's no question it sucks there. Marsh and Taiga. Yeah. So he he went there. He explored. He wrote in his journal about giant metal cauldrons protruding from the ground near the river with only the rim visible and trees growing from it. So that is kind of the first um, pen to paper yeah. um, account that we have of these things. Then in 1936, a geologist, this unnamed geologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, His name was Alfred Geologist. <laughs> probably. Alfred G. Ologist <laughs> uh, led, was led to one cauldron and said it had such a sharp edge that it could cut a fingernail. And um, apparently, uh, he sent an illustration to the, the research center in Yakutsk mm-hmm. that showed a, uh, th- this thing coming out of the ground. And if you imagine um, a, a bowl, just take a bowl Go and bury it halfway in the ground. Sideways. Sideways. Down. Maybe even three quarters, you know, turn it Yeah. On, over. Yeah. If you imagine that. And then uh, he, this drawing showed a, uh, a guy on a reindeer and, and said it was, it was, the opening of it was big enough for a guy on a reindeer to ride right. into, which is a, a classic uh, description yeah. of it. Yeah. It, honestly, there's like, you'll read a, a few different descriptions and units of reindeer are really important because then there's another one. They're like, well, a reindeer could fit in it, but no rider. Like there's a lot of these illustrations have the reindeer included. Like, yeah, this is a reindeer focused culture. Also, it's kind of awesome that they're like, oh yeah, we ride reindeers. I always forget that. I thought reindeers were tiny. No, there's only eight tiny reindeers. You (laughs) son of a bitch. Well, you got me. You fucking did it. You so, damn it. Wow. Slink. <laughs> yeah. I did not feel the shank going oh, in. Oh, man. You better oh. check your slats. Check your slats. Blurry <laughs> photos. Check your slats. <laughs> T-shirt. The funny thing about this. <laughs> nobody gave a shit. No. That, I have that in my notes. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the first of, unfortunately, many people to report this and everyone go, okay. Yeah, or meh. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not It's not even that nobody believed them. They're just like, so? They're like, it's, we're in Siberia. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the funniest thing. Just as simple as this. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy trying to survive. Fucker. They're all Jim Carrey at the bar in Dumber Dumber. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Bartender. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. So then uh, same year, 1936, from what I found anyway, uh, a, a merchant named Savinov and his daughter Zina. No, Xena with an I. Oh. Spent a night in one of these things. And apparently there was a, a little opening in the top of this sort of flattened dome in the ground, kind of manhole-sized, if yep. you think of it that way, with a with a spiral stairway down to a number of metal chambers. And this is where we get into kind of another area of it. In addition to being known as the cauldrons, in some parts they're also called the iron houses. Yeah. The Keldew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Iron House. So they spent the night there, and apparently, and apparently it's said that inside there, 
no matter what the temperature was out on the surface, it was always warm as summer in there. Yeah. Real cozy. Come on in. What could possibly happen? That's right. Hmm. More later. Uh, then we get to 1971, and then we get another an old hunter. <laughs> right. Yep. A geologist, an old hunter, said he found an iron burrow where there lay skinny black one-eyed beings in iron costumes. Oh my gosh. Well, with that kind of amazing information, how did the local populace react? Meh. Nobody cared. You love these people. What does it take to get a rise out of these people? He was apparently like, I will show anybody who wants to go. (laughs) No one took him up on it. With me and look at these things. They're (laughs) weird. And people were like, Nah. I have leaving to do a uh, shovel uh, goat uh, uh, droppings. Uh, it's, I don't know, 71. No, it's a rerun of variety show where a man sings. Yeah, no. No one no one took him up on it. Nobody even wanted to care. God. And then he died. Yeah. There's nothing more siberian than that hey uh the 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 strawberry cake truck just overturned and there's cake everywhere in the streets Eh. Eh. (laughs) i'm too busy dealing with snow skeetos i already have a bowl of thin watery cabbage stew he's not make one stand up (laughs) oh thin watery cabbage (laughs) stew is all i have Ah. uh is is all i have is mud ball (laughs) I eat uh, mud bowl. I'm just so envious of your is make envy of neighbor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the cabbage stool. I cannot what, get anything to grow in this marsh. What a miserable, uninterested people. <laughs> I don't know. They're probably all they're, Who, yeah, they're fighting malnutrition or something. I don't know, but my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's skip uh skip ahead eight years. Uh nineteen seventy-nine, an expedition team. Finally. A from, huge funded yeah. scientific expedition. They go in there because hey, if a hunter that can't convince people to check shit out finds stuff, finally a scientific expedition. And they blow the lid off it with the following thing. Flora, what'd they find? They found nothing. Nada. Not a damn thing. Yet. Uh, they, uh, it was a team from Yakutsk who I maybe Mool. found the um, goose egg. The description. Oh, I brought it back. <laughs> they, they may have found the description from this unnamed geologist who mm-hmm. nobody cared about. Uh, and they were like, you know what? Let's go check this out. Apparently, it's so overgrown there, you can't see anything past 10 paces. Yeah. They said that we could have walked right by it and never seen it. What does that sound like? Sounds like something hard to find. El Dorado. Or El Dorito. That place is hard to find. Mm, Snacks! (laughs) Wow. Is that like a a snack version of the Coke snort? Yes. Same thing to me, bro. I've been fighting that chip urge for so long. I I snort Dorito dust. I'm addicted to spice and nacho. Cheese powder. God, I used to get these these buckets of cheese balls from CVS. Uh-huh. It was the worst time of my life. <laughs> so glad that's over. <laughs> well, it was so good, and I would eat like five buckets in a sitting. They, like, <laughs> they, they had shovels with them, dude. They, they <laughs> wait, bought wait. it. It came with a shovel so you could shovel them in your mouth. Wait, are you talking about- And like- I used it a lot. <laughs> I like your weird little heart of darkness here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Are you talking like the big, uh, <laughs> the big like oots? No barrel of cheese puffs. No, they were they were like maybe a third of that size. Oh, okay. They were little little buckets. You just eat them. They came with shovels. You shoveled them in your mouth, <laughs> and then you 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 drank Coke and watched Firefly. That's like it. You you just described my best weekend ever. <sighs> I, I literally stopped myself from continuing eating you them. You can't be that man anymore. Didn't really help. Didn't really help this this problem. Flora's <laughs> uh, <laughs> motioning to his enlarged scrotum right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the 
funniest recent South Parks is when they do when they get the enlarged scrotums and then that music plays when they bounce around. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you gotta watch that medical medical marijuana. <laughs> Anywho. Just for that song. Um, <laughs> so they found nothing. Uh, El Dorado, yeah. that's where that came from. Oh, yeah. um, so they couldn't find anything. That the was 79. Grass is overgrown. So 1989, you get a Yakut researcher, N. D. Arkhipov, who wrote of a legend of bronze cauldrons. Hang on. You're thinking about Dr. Yeah. Valenvia Euro. Mm, there's a bunch. Uh, legend of bronze cauldrons, or as they call them, olgues, and that's uh, that, that's just another kind of like dart on the board. Mm-hmm. 1996. This is the, if you had to pick uh, the epicenter of this earthquake, I kind of think you would be right uh, in in the ballpark if you went with this guy, Mikhail Koretsky, mm-hmm. who wrote a letter to this newspaper called The Trude. Oh, yeah. Uh, saying he had been there three times. Once in 1933, then in 1937, and then in 1947. And said he saw a total of seven of these cauldrons. And that a sharpened cold chisel couldn't mark the metal. Yeah. Nor could it be hammered at, or, or break, even, even a little piece broken. And uh, and not only that, when he was done wailing on it with his tools, him and his buddy uh, in 47 decided, well, we'll just stay here the night because it's so nice and cozy. Yeah. Um, more on the description of it, he, he described this layer of material it, it, that resembled uh, emery cover, covering it. Emery being, you know, the little thing that you file your oh, yeah, nails yeah. with. I mean, I'm guessing I mean, those are emery boards. Right. right so. Sure. The, and then he also described the vegetation as anomalous, uh, more opulent. Yeah, so, like more lush. Yeah. Like the grass was taller, everything's a little... Yeah, the grass was like twice the, the height of a man. The the leaves were huge. Opulence. He has it. And then uh, he was with a group of six people. They spent the night, but nobody got ill. There, were, there was no nothing bad that happened. Really? Except for three months later, what? One of the people lost their hair. Heyo. And then he apparently developed small sores on the side of his head. Yeah. The size of match heads. Little pustulated lesions that would not heal. Never went away. Gross, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, pop quiz, Flora. Okay. You go camping. Three months later, you get one of two things. All your hair falls out. Or match head pustule lesions forever. What do you pick? Uh, hair. <laughs> I was like hair. Hair. I was like five percent of the way to that question when I was, when I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna really. I'm gonna finish the question. <laughs> I've often thought of that because I still have to to shave my head, although it just it's it's unsightly if I let it go. <laughs> it's the worst unsightly. position to be in. <laughs> I, used I, can't, to, I can't let it grow, but I can't let it stay. I, I, it, I, you know, Did I ever show you? I, I mean, I for years, I rocked the exact look that you have right now. No. I used to bick my head for two years after I got back from Antarctica. I, I started shaving my head when I was down there. And yeah, I was. Uh, I went with the bick head goatee. I'll, I'll, I'll track down a picture, show it to you. Hmm. We could look like brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have the weirdest... Um, Boner right now? <laughs> Boner right now. I think it's all this talk of cauldrons. I don't know. Sharp things don't break. Can't hammer. I don't know. Hair falling out. <laughs> you know I'm into that. That's my thing. I tell everybody. <laughs> Radiation. If there's hair falling out. Ooh. <laughs> don't even say lesion. One other thing about this particular dude, Mick Hale. He apparently claimed to take a... A small half sphere stone from inside one of these things, and it was able to cut like a diamond. It could cut glass like with ease. Hmm. Um, and it was a little small, uh, like six centimeter in diameter, uh, perfect sphere, but hemisphere at that point, stone. Huh. 
and and he super just, tough. Um, it's good for make cut glass. I take right. with me. And then ended up losing it. You know, like like you do, like you do. And then he also reported that these things seem to be sinking every every time he went back to them. They were sunk a little lower in the ground. Hmm. Uh, all right. Then we get to uh, two thousand four. You've got a doctor, uh, Valery Uvarov, who pu- published an article on the internet. The internet. Ever heard of it? About these things. Oh, let's see. What was his entire perspective? I'm trying to think. What was that Sukolo sound? Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except for this guy was a doctor, so points. And he probably had a completely acceptable haircut. I saw at least one uh, uh, article or, or page of information that uh, put a pretty big quotations around doctor on that. I, even but, in, in my notes, look, I have quotes around just, the, <laughs> just doctor. <laughs> I have I, the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the dude. He, Listen, he could I'm, be not, legit. I'm not here to pick a fight. I'm not yeah, here to throw stones. We're not going <laughs> to. Could be a perfectly uh, uh, nice guy, but he, he he's definitely in the extraterrestrial yes. uh, group in oh, this yeah, one. Yeah, he goes he goes deep on that ass. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so he said in his professional doctor's opinion, he prescribes <laughs> that you take this story daily that it's an ancient alien defense system. Oh. That blows up, I mean, ostensibly Oh goodness, meteors. we're already getting into the explanations yeah. on this but one. Anything that comes that threatens the earth, this thing Voltron's up and just blows up. We'll come back to this like when we get to our kind of possible explanations, but his theory, Dr. Urarov, Uvarov, U- Uvarov, do- U- Dr. Uvarov, Dr. His make-belief is uh, make you understand his ancient alien defense system is safe planet Tunguska, 1908. A Turlian, Tur- Turlian, Chulam uh, is Meteor, Chulam, 1984. Is Meteor, Vitim, 2002. Is Meteor, Ikirsk, Ikirsk, 2011. Glottal stops and K sounds. And then the... Chalayabisk Oblast of uh, 2013. That most the, the dash cam meteors. Dash cam meteors. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm turning whatever you say and <laughs> translating it. Translating. Uh, so yeah. So he says that that's what this thing's job is. Man. Anything that comes in, it blows it up. Thank you, Doctor Uvarov. Yeah, Dyakuyu, Doctor Uvarov. He's Ukrainian for thank you. To which he says proshu. Which is funny here. Boy, Mark Soloff is shitting his pants yeah. right now. <laughs> well, you can thank... I can't keep up because you're a pishu. <laughs> you can thank Nikola Yospovich Misko for teaching me the language of his people. Someone who will never, ever, ever listen to the podcast. <laughs> never. But my God, if we could get him on for just five minutes. <laughs> That's true. Best bull stone of our lives. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then in 2007, uh, you get our pal Ivan Mackerel, who I believe we've talked about on the Mongolian death worm. I think that he was the one who went looking for the, the death worm. <laughs> I mean, Mongolia, and then he's out here. This is just yeah. a, a you know, he's like, quick hey, parachute it, flight away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you in a, is there a mystery in a part of the world no one wants to be in? Yeah. Uh, Mackerel's your man. Yeah. He and some researchers went looking for these things, 2007-ish. Yeah. They got video footage and everything. Very, They do. I finally found it. It was hard to find, actually. I saw it on that History Channel bullshit. Yeah, I found a little bit more somewhere else. Well, they, they maybe found some of these sunken domes. Yeah. And the way, do you remember the way they did this was... Running around on them? They had parachutes... <laughs> 
But yeah. then they had big fans strapped to their backs. Yeah, they couldn't afford flights. They were like, what can we do? That's And so they found this, I mean, only in Russia, man, that they've got, yeah, these these weird parasail yeah. things where it's a backpack with a big fan on it and a parachute <laughs> and you just... Looks pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks fun, but it doesn't look like the way you do science. <laughs> but they, they zoomed around the, the swamps there and found some, you know, circular oddities. Yeah, these very they, round little ponds and they... So they, they touched down and these long like probe sticks and they found stuff not too far down. And there's a really great like turn that into the gif of your dreams of a guy that keeps just probing straight down using <laughs> this hand motion. He's like, tink, tink, tink. yeah, they claim that there, there are metal uh, things under the swamp about two, three feet because they sounded metallic. They sounded metallic. They were standing on them. Here's the, but I don't get though. And I mean, maybe they did. And it's for inexplicably never referenced things. They did not have with them. A metal detector, hmm. a Geiger counter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, what's the point of going without those two items? And, and again, maybe they had them. And for reasons unknown, never mentioned it. That's true. They had wooden sticks and, and para backpacks uh, and, and fisherman pants. Yeah. Wait, waiters. waiters. Yeah. So, uh, that's where we're at now. And a lot of these things, there was a, an expedition. They were like, oh, well, we found some really interesting things. We're going to get more gear, and we're going back. Right. That was seven years ago. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. <sighs> rid it do. Maybe maybe they did, and they, they haven't told anybody or, or published it yet. I, I don't know. You know, and it's hard to say, like, what they're allowed to do now. And what, what seven not. years is a long time. Things were pretty cool seven years ago. <laughs> but what you really want to get, which is probably almost impossible these days, is some some system to go out there and drain the swamp. Well, that's what they were going to do. Lift the stuff out of there. They were going to go back with the equipment to do that. That's, and it's I think it's tougher than people think. It, it is to do. Yeah, I mean, because obviously in that area, where do you put the water? Where do you where do you put where, it? Where do you even put the thing to to put the water? <laughs> right. So that's there's a lot of things, but there's a lot of other options. Rem, uh, you know, uh, I don't like to to drinking just drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> just gulp it. No, I mean, but look at our, our our DARPA episode. We've got drones that can fly over an area well, and yeah. map using gravimetric anomaly caves. I'm not saying that everyone has access to all this super future crazy technology. Because they don't. They don't. But <laughs> but come on. Geiger counter. That's it. I wouldn't I don't even need a metal detector. I mean, uh, we haven't I mean, you mentioned it once, but obviously this is radiation. That's right. what is getting described over and over and over. Over and over. This is the gigantic cancer producing elephant in the room. Yeah. Or or something that acts very much like it. So what <laughs> A Geiger counter, a dosometer. <laughs> I mean, even just they they make even a canary in a cage. <laughs> no, they make radio uh, radiometric name tags for people who work in sensitive areas that just change color. Just wear one of those. It's binary. You did. You don't. You did. You don't. Uh, something that that'll end up our that'll tie up our history timeline here is uh, mackerel apparently fell ill during this. There's even this in the video. Yeah, he gets all dizzy and gets fussy dizzy faced. And, yeah, and 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 curls up in his uh, I gotta sleeping tell you, bag. But I, I got to tell you, I think that part was faked. I think they just woke him up I because I would what, look the same. Like when someone just wakes me up in a tent, that's the way I look. <laughs> I. It's so hard to say these days in the day where everybody's got a camera, everybody has access to um, knowledge of how to cut together a good. Uh, a live video, blah, or a, blah, blah, or a history channel television, something show. something like that. It's so hard to trust anything anymore. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. It's frustrating. And so it's like, that's I don't, why we're here. Why, why you can trust us? Like, did these guys go out? They could have just gone out to their backyards and, and, uh, gotten into a Creek <laughs> and just poked a stick <laughs> or around. even a crick. And, I want to believe that they went out there and it's like, yes, there's something metal here. There's something weird going on. I actually did fall ill. But uh, just seeing it on a video on YouTube anymore, it's just like I can't 
make that leap to believe automatically. And I couldn't find anything published about it. There's, I mean, first of all, one thing, and Flora and I were talking about this before we turn the microphones on, is that this story is really interesting. It's it's a, a, a real thing in the this regional folklore, but there's, there's somewhere along the line, one person told this whole story. Some guy wrote a paper because every single I, source, I think it all comes back to the exact same telling because every tiny little nuance and detail is identical. No matter yeah. who tells you, I think it's this Mikhail Koretsky, this letter that he sent yeah. to the trude, the trud or the trude or the trudge. So I, you know, there's a, a, a lack of, 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 of other input on it, but also, I, I mean, I just, I want to read these guys. If these guys are scientists, then they wrote it down. I mean, even the one thing, Miss, the one thing Mythbusters got right was that if you're not writing things down, then you're just messing around. Yeah. And, and, and we've already stepped into the, the explanation hall and we've, yeah. we've already ordered our appetizers and <laughs> drinking our mead. I don't think Valhalla had appetizers. I think it was just mead and, and pig. Well, I mean, it was, it was so all I'm on sorry, the table. There was like smaller platters that had things. So they and, didn't call it appetizers. No, so they, I, didn't, the, they didn't. The point is I just screwed that metaphor all to hell. But Well, that's when now guess who got kicked out of Valhalla? <sighs> I wanted to be there so bad. So much for your warrior's death. And I was going to burn you on that boat so solid. guess it's hell for me. Mm. One L. <laughs> all right uh, uh explanations uh, aliens yeah <laughs> should we say the going theory <laughs> yeah yes yes for the interest of fun and entertainment this uh people think well you got your your weird anomalous thing in the middle of nowhere it's causing radiation poisoning and maybe loud boomy booms remains of flying saucers that crashed from space wars war? space wars not space s- war it's the only one we can say that we don't get sued for and uh, yeah an old space war space war or uh, something a sky war i don't know <laughs> the the description of these things you know makes it sure sound like a yeah saucer, saucer. I, I Especially mean, the one of the dude in, in Xena, not Warrior Princess, uh, staying in, you know, something with a stairwell and a manhole on the top. And, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I mean, or, or maybe maybe all of it is debris from one spacecraft that blew up at high altitude. I don't know. Sure. Nobody knows, so we can say whatever we want. It could be a penguin enclosure. Oh, yeah. the penguin underground, with- underground zoo for reptilians. <laughs> um, could be uh, where... Obama gets his haircut on his way to Mars. Vis a vis Kenya, a- a- aliens. Well, I mean, what 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 is there to say? There's nothing else to say. That's no. it. Penguins. Um, know, there are and there are. Yeah, keep going. I mean, yeah. When you say, and this is the thing that really pissed me off in the video is like they actually have George Sukolos saying this. I think three times over and over. Yeah. The only possible explanation is alien intelligence. Yeah. No, it's not. Because the ancients weren't smart enough to do something like this. They say that in the video. Yeah, because you know what? Nothing has only one possible explanation. That's just the way the world works. Nothing is only explainable by one thing. Now, things only happen one way, but there's always alternatives. There's five different ways I'm going to end up dead in my own home. At least. (laughs) At least. (laughs) (laughs) I once had a, somebody tell me, uh, there's only two ways you're going to die. It's either you're going to get shot or you're going to get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. He's definitely covering a lot of space on the uh, the death pool there. <laughs> uh, so let's get back to this planetary defense system. Right. This plays, this this is the kissing cousin of the aliens theory. Well, I, well. I heard that they had done it a, a long time ago. I just wanted to I put want, something in space. I, I don't uh, like the Russians having it. The uh, International Space Station. Uh, what if it was a satellite that will uh, the Russians ballistic missiles uh, out of the sky? What if the Russians... Okay, <laughs> okay, you son of a bitch. Well, You're done. Get out of here, Ronnie. <laughs> what if all along the Russians had this amazing 
ballistic missile what shield. What if they did? What if they had something to prov- to protect the fucking farthest reaches of the most uninhabited place on fucking Earth? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Planetary defense system. Shoot it down before it hits this uninhabited area. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound... <sighs> What incredibly if, bitter about no, it. No, no, no. What if the Earth, what if we're like a Death Star and the big part where the laser comes out is Siberia? Well, that's what this is. That's yeah. what they're saying this is. So that it we, protects the planet from harm. So so we can shoot at our enemies once every 24 hours <laughs> when we're pointed at them. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? But, but like you said, they, they have cited the Tunguska event, the Chulium, the Vitim, the Erktusk, <laughs> Erkutsk, Erkutsk, and the uh, Shalyabinsk. And I went through and I watched minute after minute of Shalyabinsk yeah. because everybody's got it on dash cam. Yeah. And I see, no, I see no intercepting uh, shot no. in any of them, nor do I see down, an explosion going that stops at midair. It keeps going after the bright flash. Yeah, and, and which is... But it's it, it, no one wants to own up to this because it's rarely such a, a big visible event. But that happens thousands of times a day, every single day. Now, they're not that big. They don't all get captured on dash cams, but thousands and thousands and thousands of meteors hit our atmosphere and blow up or explode or just burn up and just never make up. groundfall. I mean, that was just a really pretty one. A big one. Yeah. yeah big a really enough. Big one. Yeah. Big enough to, to be seen, but not big enough to, to do damage. And, and I mean, well, some property it did, damage. You it blew out some, some windows. Yeah, there was a shock the, wave. The shock wave did it. But like this, this is an aerial detonation. It happens uh, frequently. One that big is is rare, but it it has happened. It will happen. It does happen. It does it it, it does will happen. So <laughs> uh, that is a, it's right now kind of convenient for a, an explanation because we can't go back. I even looked for video of the Vitim meteor two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find anything, and and. Pfft, 84 (laughs) beyond that now. So like we can't see if anything is intercepting these uh, uh, asteroids or comets that are coming in. And the, the, the Shalyabinsk meteor was pretty far away from the area that these cauldrons were. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was over, over uh, central Russia, not, not really in the area. And it just, it was just covered and that doesn't, that's not the way it works. And let me, let me tell you another thing, Georgie boy, if as you claim the only possible explanation for these things is alien intelligence, then the, the Russian government would have things there. It wouldn't just be the, if that was the truth, if there was the, the only possible explanation, no one's leaving them alone because they're bored. No one's doing it out of respect for the hunters who lost their hair. Like, they would extract them. There would be an entirely huge research station set there. They I mean, w- yes, there is a history of the peoples there being like, meh. Right. But <laughs> the rest of the world, somewhat interested. If, if we haven't explain this uh, well enough, which I, I don't feel like we have, sort of. This planetary defense system is the idea that there are little towers that mm-hmm. emerge out of the ground when there's a threat to the Earth, yeah. and then these little bronze or copper or future metal spheres warm up and fire something <laughs> at these objects that are coming into Earth's atmosphere to damage the Earth and they blow them up in the in the atmosphere before they get a chance to hit. So you're doing doing my job for me, and I love it. I don't have to do anything. Um, so that's what, and then they sink back into yeah. the ground. Glorp, glorp, glorp. That is the that that is what we're dealing with with this. There you go. Yep. But then one of them has a 50 cal machine gun. Curve those bullets. <laughs> All right, let's get to what about uh, nuclear test sites? 
Oh, which has, which happens. I mean, that's, that's a thing. It's not there. It's very far from there. The Russian military did conduct nuclear tests in the Sakha region during the Cold War, which is basically this area, but not, probably not right in that area. I don't know. Like, well, that's going to be in the fifties. That's in the fifties. Doesn't explain anything prior to that. Exactly. That's, that's the, the sword that proponents of this die upon with this yeah. explanation. And there are and there are weird things there are weird things happening there now. There are these 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 craters that are opening up. How about that? Yeah. No one knows what that is. That's weird. You know like that's a that's a it, it's an area that no one's ever had to go into. No one's ever wanted to go into it. So it's very possible that there are crazy anomalies. Uh, I one of the the accounts that I saw that uh, a group that went in there actually found evidence of a of titanium Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mackerel did that. Yeah, they found a pocket there. Yeah, and like things that because no one ever looks there, even though I mean because it's such a huge area um, that no one goes there for any reason ever. So there could be a lot of things happening. There could sure. be huge deposits of radioactive metal naturally occurring. Yeah, yeah. Um, there could be a, a a lot of of, I mean, very interesting. I couldn't. I wouldn't dare to say regular explanations because whatever's happening there is kind of extraordinary. But not not aliens. It doesn't need to be aliens. No, it could be any number of things that are just very interesting or unique to that area. And that's that's the deal. Like it's a convenient thing. It's a convenient thing because we don't know what's going on there. It's almost like the Amazon. People compare it to the Amazon all the time in yeah. terms of of how explored it is. Also, uh, oxygen production. Yeah, and so I watch Planet Earth. Suck it. Lots of lots of stuff going on. We don't know, therefore mystery. Therefore, uh, vis-a-vis aliens. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a great mystery. It should be um, researched more. They should send more people out there and to find out what's going on. And maybe maybe some assholes who aren't so stupid as to not take a Geiger counter. <laughs> can you get one? Of, can you just get that off Amazon? Yes. Okay. You can then also let's go. You can get a Geiger well, counter, and you can also get uh, a canister of uh, radioactive material to to make sure it works as a as a baseliner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean it's a safe amount, but you can you get it to 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 calibrate it. These guys got parachute swamp fan backpacks, but they didn't get a Geiger counter. They didn't get a metal detector. That to me says bullshit across the board. These guys were not actually interested in solving anything. That they were just interested in gaining attention for looking like they're looking for something. Mm, I mean, there there's a definite argument to be made about that. But but if these guys were serious ab- about it, who who knows like what their funding is and what they have access to? And but the, it's not like a they're they're sitting there in Russia and they're like, oh, let me log into to Amazon and have a drone bring the package to me. No, no, no. See, I I would argue this though. If you're going, if you're looking for pirate treasure and you can't afford shovels, then you're not looking for pirate they treasure. They had a stick, dude. <laughs> That's my point, though. Like you, there's, there, and waiters. There's no point to going without those tools. There's, well, there's no. Maybe they spent it all in the the parachute and the the fan. I hope that they got stolen and they were embarrassed to tell anybody. <laughs> well, I don't know. What it boils down to is that this could just be made up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. That's the last thing on the it. list I got. All we have is anecdotes and accounts and, and artist conceptions and legends. Yeah, lots of lots of pictures of reindeer riding into cereal bowls. <laughs> <laughs> one one of the most fun things I found out of this though, visit Yakusha.com. Uh, there are adventures supposedly starting this summer <laughs> to explore the Valley of Death. By either vehicle or helicopter or helicopter cushion craft. Or seized Ukrainian transport vehicles. And if you've got 75,000 rubles, you can uh, go out there and explore and try to find these cauldrons yourself. Well, I would bring... With a guide. A Geiger counter. Let's do it. All right. Let's let's do a Kickstarter for 75,000 rubles. (laughs) Yeah. To get out there, we can we can rig up our own Kickstarter.co.ru. <laughs> let's let's go get sores on the side of our heads. Oh no no, I'm gonna go for the hair loss. Well, that's the thing. If you're going out there these days, bring a radiation suit. You know, 
better safe than sorry. Bring a suit, bring a Geiger counter, bring a metal detector, bring a, a pump, sump pump. <laughs> bring a water filter. Bring a water filter. Bring, bring some colloidal, colloidal silver. silver and try to bring a little piece of America to them. So it's it's neat because it's one of those things where I don't know what to believe at the end of the day. I don't know if if this thing is completely f***ing fake and made up by somebody who wrote an article in a magazine or it's something that is real happening right now sinking into the swamp and, and taiga of Siberia and we need to go find it. Yeah. It's it's delicious. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. You it's it's frustrating and fun and tantalizing. And I'll bet you've never heard of it. I'd be willing to bet that. It, well, you know, it, it it was it was a part on the old ancient alien, ancient aliens. Mm-hmm. So you may you may have heard of it. Never but, heard of it. But uh, that is the Siberian Valley of Death. That's right. In a very radioactive, sunken. Copper-colored, but not actually copper nutshell. That's right. Oh, man. And I think that'll probably do it for this. Oh, my God, Flora. What is that riding in on a giant reindeer? I don't know. Santa? Uh, No, it's Pons, dude. Oh, because he has tiny reindeer. (laughs) You dick. (laughs) Oh, man. Pons, Pons, Pons. Pons. All right, I'm I'm taking the... the So... Taking the lead on this one. All right. Seizing the reins on this reindeer. You're going to... You're going to get radiated. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that uh, in the 1700s, the people of central Siberia were actually very industrious. They had built factories, very remote, so no one really we knew built about them. this factory. On um, peat. We built on peat. <laughs> and the problem is, is they didn't have any, uh, any kind of environmental controls. And there's these factories. They OSHA. Would, yeah. None of those things. They uh they didn't have a clean water act and and so they they ginned up this story that there are these cauldrons out there and you can't go out there because that's the thing that'll kill you. Oh. But in reality, ain't nothing crazier than just good old fashioned Yakushin pollution. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yakushin pollution. That sounds racist. Yeah. All right. So uh I have um there's a there's a location to Find things that uh, really affect your health, mm-hmm. but all the elders warn not to go there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's the Alley of Meth. Oh, I saw that one. I tried it. I thought about it. Didn't do it. I like that. I like that. I'm glad you did. Okay. You know, uh, Flory picked up a new sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> it's... Um, oh. Is it Audible? <laughs> yeah. No, so we got a new uh, sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Audible. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> we actually, uh, it's it's a company. It's a, a Russian, yeah, it's- Russian-based company that uh, specializes in, uh, particularly if, uh, for uh, their, their diapers for gaffy, gassy infants. Oh. Um, and it's, uh, it's Laughing Chasm brand <laughs> gassy infant diapers. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got a laughing chasm with a rank odor coming out of it, slap a laughing chasm baby diaper on there. It's got special venting. <laughs> no rolling raging fire seas <laughs> right. coming from there. No. Uh great. Uh all right, I've got I've got a place where uh women are made ill by by just Strange junk. Is it my apartment? Yes. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, these poor women, they're just made ill when they walk through this area. Mm-hmm. It's, Why? It's the Siberian cat cauldrons. I can't even look. That's how That's how respectful I am. I can't even like do a wolf whistle. <laughs> just make me want to kiss on you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, pretty lady. You are too making me want swing on my back porch. <laughs> Is make me horny for cabbage soup. You, you are beautiful like mud ball. 
is like mud sculpture in front yard. Oh, man. He's put hands around front of mud sculpture. And you know... He's you not know. now, Mom! He's not <laughs> now! No! He's called store, Mom! What? <laughs> oh, we spot... <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, you Get know... Get away from the mud sculpture! Don't forget, everybody, to go to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Mm-hmm. Go to Facebook and like us. Yep. Go to YouTube. We're on Blurry Photos Podcast. Right. And one day, one day we might get through season one. That's right. <laughs> uh, follow us on tweeters. Yep. Blurry oh. underscore photos. Uh, we got a donate button. Punch that. Um, you know what I'd like? You know what I'd like, Flora? Me? I would like, I would like to like you, but I can't. No. Because I love you. I want you to want me. I want people to push the donate button, and I want them to give us $15. But what's important is that I don't want them to get anything directly in return. I certainly do not want them to receive a one-month free trial membership to an extraordinary and excellent audiobook service. Well, I got news for you. What? They can do both. What? They can punch the donate button, give us any amount of money. <laughs> they can also go to audibletrial.com oh slash blurry photos and sign up for a free trial membership, 30 days of audible.com. And they can get one audiobook of their choice on there. Yes. Or at least a credit for one, which is pretty much the same thing, yeah. right? Ladies and gentlemen, we've arrived. We, we have it. We okay. now have Audible affiliation, and uh, I've done it. Laura's done it. It works. And we're actually, we're going to use it to kind of, um, we'd like to get some other guests on here. God knows we love Ken Height and we will have him on here like a million more times, but we want to like broaden our net. And so we're actually going to use it to, to maybe listen to some books that we don't have time to read necessarily. And to get to know some of these other authors, people who know things in the realm that we're all so enamored with. I'm really excited about it. Awesome. I have not selected my first book yet, but I've spoken to uh, some friends of mine who are all like regular Audible users. I didn't realize that they were totally you into it. That, yeah. So you get a free month of Audible. We get a little hey hoo on the backside. That's right. We get a kickback just for you signing up for the free membership. Yeah, you can. You get a thirty day free membership. Uh, you get one free credit. Yeah, and it's audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. So check it out. Get yourself a free book. Pick yeah. a book that you would never have otherwise gotten. That's right. Listen to it after you listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and and then uh, know that you're supporting us. Yeah. You're you're getting something in return. That's It's like a free donation to us. Yeah. How about that? It's 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 better than that even because you get something out of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's that's what that's what's happened. Uh, it's Don't awesome. Worry, we'll never stop mentioning it. So <laughs> if you missed it this time, we'll probably mention it again. It's a, a sponsor we've we've been hoping for for a while. So eh, it took us took yeah. us a while, but yeah. we got there. Thanks, Audible. Uh, anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been David Laughing Chasm Flora. Oh. And I'm David the Cutie Yakuti Booty Stecco. <laughs> wink, wink. Is Mick by? In Soviet Russia, podcast ends you. <laughs> <laughs>